Hey guys, we're back. We're going to try it again. Apparently, where Blue is at, they are having uh, spectrum outages, so his internet is chalked, and we thought it was on our end, because it usually is, because our production team is actually garbage, um, so it very well could have been us. It might still be us. Maybe we killed Spectrum from here. I don't freaking know. So anyway, we'll have to try to get um, Blue in next week, because he was just going to come hang out with us. We got a pretty chill episode going on right now um lots of stuff going on we had some breaking news before we went live just a little bit ago um some other stuff not a ton of crazy stuff happening but there's enough stuff going on that i think it'll be fun to hang out with you guys and talk about buff how are you man what's going on uh i am really good man i've been having i'm kind of just like a like a dmz crackhead lately um not to brag but i think i may be one of the greatest dmz players on the planet with the squad that I run with just saying yeah you know, that wasn't a brag or anything not to yeah. sound too full of myself but uh, it might be true I don't know how about, how about yourself um yeah I'm not very good at any video games apparently <laughs> um I had uh I had some family time this weekend uh the in-laws came and visited and everything and dude I am like having a hard time focusing on anything uh because I am I am like literally anytime now i'm going to have a child so yeah um, that's awesome <laughs> yeah i'm in that mode so it's really scary what, um what's the what's the due date again the, the due date's february 14th so okay so it like be, so like now <laughs> yeah the due date is anytime it's it's now yeah so awesome yeah, so may if i if i just abruptly leave this chair and i'm gone and buff's sitting here <laughs> wondering what's going on that's probably what happened so just just, <laughs> just so you know just so awesome you know. But yeah, man, uh, I, so I was away from video games for a while. And then I, last night I streamed S and D, uh, search and destroy on Twitch. Uh, it got absolutely destroyed, man. It oh, felt like no. I had never played before. The skill-based matchmaking was like, I'd never left. Like I would never left. And it's, it's frustrating. And we're going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about skill-based matchmaking is going to come up later in the show, but man, it is so frustrating and I can 100% prove that it is uh, really active in this game because mm -hmm. with my net duma router i can see where the servers are and i can see where i can connect so the idea behind it is i can draw a geo filter around the closest server so i always get really good ping but it takes forever to get a match there and if i just let it run it puts us in really far away servers and there's like no reason for it other than skill-based match that's really weird. I'm I'm curious. I know we'll get into it, so I won't. I just want to say I I did, I'm curious what that looks like for you with DMZ because I I'm pretty positive there's zero SBMM in DMZ because it's just such a different style of gameplay. So yeah, I, I'm curious when next time you play, check that out and see. I'm curious how that how that works. Might have to check it out. Um, that would be an interesting test to do. But yeah, guys. Um. Thank you all so much for being here. Uh, really, really, really appreciate it. Drop a like on the stream if you like it. Thumbs down it if you hate the production team. Um, I would thumbs down it. It's just terrible. But yeah, like it if you guys want to. Uh, thank you so much. The chat is on screen as always. So you guys are part of the show. It's really good to see everybody. Again, like I had a terrible Monday, but knowing that we were going to go live and you guys were going to show up and hang out with us, it made the day go a lot easier. We got some, uh, we got some pretty fun stuff to talk about, I think. Um, I'm yeah. pumped. We got a good, yeah. good, good topic list here for sure. We do, and I'm always worried every week, and then something happens, and stuff happens, and eventually there's stuff to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here we are. Um, the first thing, let's just get right into it. Stuff will come up do as it. we go along. 
Uh, and uh, you t you tagged me in this before we went live. They the Activision had their earnings call, and it mm -hmm. appears that COD twenty twenty three. I'm confused. So, um, I guess we can just look at it, um, really quick. If the production team could figure it out, would be wow. It would be so cool. Um, here's the one tweet across the Call of Duty franchise. We'll read this for the podcast listener. Across the Call of Duty franchise, our teams are working to amplify the success of the fourth quarter with 2023 plans, including even more engaging live services across platforms and the next full annual premium release in the Blockbuster series. So the thing that sticks out to everybody there in the know is the next full annual premium release. What do you think of that? I'm curious because I was looking at um, <clears throat> some of the, the tweets with Charlie Intel and Tom Henderson. And they're saying it's, from what I'm hearing here, it's being developed by uh, Sledgehammer. Allegedly. Well, allegedly. But we've heard everything saying that it's going to be almost like an expansion of Modern Warfare 2 prior to this. This this doesn't specify. So what is it? I'm curious if this is actually like, the. it sounds like with what I'm seeing with some of the tweets, I don't know if Tom Henderson and Charlie Intel are like joking back and forth, but what we originally heard was it was going to be an expansion of sorts to Modern Warfare uh, Roman numeral 2. So I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be almost like a Modern Warfare 3 or a Modern Warfare 2 Part 2 is what, what I'm seeing with some of the Tom Henderson tweets. Um, so I think that's what this is going to be, but it's going to be more fleshed out. Maybe they're going to be adding more stuff to it. I don't know, but I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be a full-scale Call of Duty title like they we've seen annually unless uh sledgehammers had something in the works or they 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 pulled out an old project that was closer to done and are working on refining it i don't know so I, i'm eager to hear more about it but i'm still on on the side of its modern warfare 2 part 2 <laughs> and this 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 tweet uh from charlie intel kind of summarizes why everyone's a little bit confused and myself included i think it makes it like really vague um yeah they're talking about last year when uh, jason schreier of bloomberg reported that this false title would be an expansion to modern warfare roman numeral 2 and uh we've heard that from quite a few different sources we've all we've also heard that they're going to bring back all the remastered maps from the original modern warfare 2 mm -hmm. uh but this one's going to be from sledgehammer but but what's weird is activision keeps calling this falls release a full annual premium release so that makes you think like a new game uh, right. but all the inside sources are, are quite the opposite um and then um they did another article on insider gaming and uh basically just kind of reiterating what we're talking about um I get an ad for diapers. That's going to be me soon. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, uh, they're, they're monitoring oh, you dude. very closely. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're all about it. Um, but yeah, the, con <laughs> the confusion as to what exactly a premium title entails has arisen because of past Activision earnings calls have named premium titles as the $70 games where UTL, a year two DLC, I feel like they would call it something different. That's, that's what I think too. Cause it's like a premium title means it'll have a different title. When you think title, you think a game, like a new game is the new title. It's kind of right. an interchangeable word. That's why, that's why I'm so confused. Um, so what's I, going on here. And I, I also am cur curious. It sounds like, it sounds to me like it's modern warfare two part two. But it does sound like it's going to be, and we've heard this before, it sounds like it's going to be a paid expansion or a paid right. 
part two of the game. So whether that's full price or not, but um, so this is going to be interesting. If that is the case, it's almost like, hey, we get a year of live service and then you get almost like the paid DLC expansion, the old model, if that's kind of what this ends up being. So regardless, I'm going to pay for it. Uh, I'm curious if it is Modern Warfare 2 expansion or something else. Um, we Since we haven't heard anything about a full premium different title outside of the Treyarch's 2024 game, it sounds to me like it is going to be that part two of Modern Warfare 2 for a price. Yeah. I, w- I kind of want to just be like devil's advocate and go completely <laughs> against you and start some controversy on the program and say that it's going to be Advanced Warfare 2. I look forward, I, uh, I look forward dude, to your I actually, comments. I, I actually love that the single player for Advanced War- Warfighter was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed the multiplayer. That was when like I, I was in between stages of like, and I think that was like your first one too, wasn't it? The first one I got into, yeah, I played a, yeah, played, see, like, a lot. That was like that was almost my in-between stage of like hardcore gaming. And then I was barely gaming slash casual. So that was like my roommate and I would like pass the controller back and forth to each other just for like shits a couple hours every few days, maybe. And uh I had I mean I had a lot of fun with that game. So I actually I mean I wouldn't be opposed to a, an advanced warfighter part two. The, the campaign was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a, a, a lot. <sighs> I don't know if it's like nostalgia. I feel like when it was out, people absolutely despised it, but that could just be the COD cycle. Like that always happens. But again, yeah, I think, that, I think like, it is. <laughs> I love yeah. this. I love the setting. I loved the gun variants, even though I yep. did not realize, I did not realize how bad the loot boxes were. Like I don't, don't put that on me. Like when you're crafting <laughs> your comment to write, Crash is an AW fanboy. That's how you guys sound when you type like that, just so you know. Yeah. Whenever you're doing that, I didn't know loot boxes were going to be so trash at the time. So take that out of the game. I thought the setting was really cool. If you guys will follow along with me, if you're playing at home, they had DLCs with four effing maps every season for mm-hmm. multiplayer. So that was cool. And I just really liked the grounded, <laughs> exactly optimum. When that when you'd open one and that guy would yell, elite, like you'd get all amped up. Surprise mechanics. <laughs> Everyone loves them. Yeah, I'm getting canceled. But anyway, anyway. I thought the setting was really cool. I thought it was one of the most tastefully done futuristic games ever because it was futuristic, but it was like really believable and really dark and gritty. And I just love the vibe. I love the music. I love like, I love the variety of maps. Shout out Dr. Disrespect. Like, like some of those map designs are really cool. And then when the DLCs came out, it wasn't like we've been getting since they've had these battle Royale maps where they just section off areas and that's your multiplayer map. These actually have different places. They're unique. They're completely new worlds. They're completely like they had like the theme park ones and like the different hotels and like all kinds of like crazy maps. They had the one maps that I remember like I can't remember it was like called recovery or something where you start on one side and then the volcano erupted and it moved you to the other side of the map and locked off mm-hmm. the the backside like those dynamic yeah. maps and stuff. I just thought it had a lot of cool stuff to it. It had some trash stuff, but it had some really cool stuff too. I uh I also really I see some comments in the, in the chat about like uh the that advanced movement mechanics from those future future cods like infinite warfare and black ops 3 stuff. i thought this i actually thought advanced war warfighter or warfare whatever whatever it was actually called i can't remember but i actually thought it was like a good realistic close future movement system i didn't think it was over the top at all com- compared to like 
I remember I brought I bought Black Ops Three once, and I I played multiplayer and returned it two hours later. So, and that's that's the problem for me. Like where everybody uh, everybody hates me, and that's okay. It's okay because I started with like playing COD with advanced movement, so I started with that, and then went to Black Ops mm-hmm. Three, and I was pretty good on it. Um, Infinite Warfare, I didn't like it for some reason. The campaign was lit in in, in Infinite Warfare, um, but the uh, mm, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't like the multiplayer. I did. I, I didn't really like it. I didn't like how they did the variants, and it didn't have near as many maps. I'm just a. I I might be a frame slow, but I think I'm also kind of a map slut. Like it turns out, like yeah, I, I just need. I just need more maps. <laughs> like always, want more maps. I never have enough maps. Come on. <laughs> and um, to be honest, I never, I never, I never even noticed the. Uh the uh, surprise mechanic system in that game because I was just so casually playing so I wasn't even like paying attention to any of that so couldn't even comment on that that aspect of it <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize it was so bad until like later on <clears throat> but yeah it was and it, well the reason I think the reason I didn't do infinite warfare is because I went completely battlefield one so like that was that was when I went to the battlefield path mm-hmm. battlefield one so yeah that's why that happened you just you want to see an advanced warfare too because you want to see kevin spacey come back <laughs> you can't say his that character. he's a bad guy he's a bad yeah. guy we're gonna get canceled his character Guys. was pretty sick i'm just saying yeah but he's a bad guy so we can't even talk about <laughs> it we got we're gonna get banned eventually it's gonna happen i just hope we <laughs> have fun until then thanks everyone for being here appreciate you all right so yeah, that's what's going on. I guess we could look at another couple of things we could look at. I wasn't wasn't Charlie Intel tweeting about the uh, kind of their numbers and stuff because their some of their numbers were like like earnings wise were woo pretty wild. Were they? I, I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah, part. let me but look really quick. Production team is scrambling right now. I mean um, that they makes did... sense because that that's what we've heard about. Everyone's been saying the numbers and sales were so down, and I'm curious, like I. When you when you put these up and we see what they actually are, I mean, I'm, it makes sense because Warzone Two seems to, for whatever reason, be negatively received. I don't think you were ever going to replicate original Warzone numbers ever. Obviously, I think that was a given. But I'll be honest that the store bundles have been extremely lackluster. So as far as sales goes, you know, those types of microtransactions, that seems to be, I'm sure, where they're hurting the most. Um, and I think that maybe that hopefully we'll I guess we'll find out next week. But it seems like the season one store bundles and even some of this most of this, I would say most of the stuff in the the battle pass was was kind of like get get stuff out there quick and easy. Um, maybe we'll see more thoughtful things coming up in season two. Um, can I tell you um, what I think's going on with that? Please do. Okay. I think that they're saving a lot of the store bundles and stuff for when they get uh, resurgence back in. I think, I think resurgence is going to bring so many players back to the game, and I, I think, think so too. I think they're saving a lot of their really good store bundles until they have more concurrent players. I but what is surprise. what is really good? I mean, I, I completely agree with you actually because why would you want to release you know good store bundles when you don't have the player numbers that you want to see the store bundles? But what do you classify as good store bundles? Because they've already come out with a lot of these anime and, and weird store bundles. 
and not a lot of like more grounded store models. I'm not looking for like hardcore Milsim Navy SEAL like unit team six stuff. But historically, they did have the Milsim. They did have more realistic builds. I've seen some images of weapons that they haven't released yet through store items that I really want. But uh, it seems like, I mean, what are, I guess it depends on, it's subjective, but what is their, what is Infinity Ward's idea of good store bundles? Is it the well, more grounded stuff? Because it seems like think, they've already released the other weird stuff. I think you're just going to see more store. Like you're saying it's lackluster. I think you're going to see, I think you're going to just see cover the game. I Daily think there's, updates, right? yeah. I think you're gonna have yeah. Mil. I think you're gonna have Milsim. I think you're gonna mm -hmm. go all the way to anime. I think you're gonna have another cowboy hat, Joe Exotic skin. Like, I think <laughs> I think they're just gonna. I think they're waiting to put out the meat of their store until they have the resurgence. <laughs> people playing is. Yeah, I, I I I agree with you. I think we're gonna see a big uptick, and I mean, that's a good point because I I remember, uh, Modern Warfare 2019 days. Like every day, one o'clock. You know, I right after lunch or whatever during the pandemic, there I'd log on and, and check the store, and there'd be multiple new items. And so far for season one, specifically the past couple of months, it's like maybe you get one new item a week if you're lucky. So I think you're right. The cadence of of releasing things has definitely slowed down heavily. Yep. Um, and then they said here that Activision also says uh, MW2 had the best-selling quarter four and launch quarter in the franchise's history. Um, so that's pretty good, launch-wise. Okay. Um, and then I thought they said something about, uh, yeah, Activision Publishing made 1.85 billion in net revenue in Q4 thanks to Modern Warfare and Warzone 2. That's 694 million more than the previous year in Q4 2021. Sounds like they're um, struggling pretty hard then, huh? Yeah, they're probably going to cancel pretty soon. Uh, yeah. This is this is what I wanted to see. Um, <laughs> Activision Blizzard generated $1.82 billion in revenue from microtransactions in Q4 2022 to total $5.38 billion of microtransaction <laughs> revenue in 2022. Um, so they're doing fine. <laughs> they're doing yeah. Good. yeah, dead game, dead game. <laughs> Get it out yeah. of here. Yeah, so if they, if they report that, then they're doing fine. Um, again, yeah. <laughs> I think I think their concurrent player numbers are likely fairly low for what they're used to and what they expect. But I mean, I really think they know what they're doing, and you're going to see um, season two and the resurgence. And you know, you got you're going to have DMZ um, on the new map. I think um, it's it's just gonna it's gonna be up from here. Um, I think. But, and I'm and I'm just gonna be over here being like one of the only people bitching about no multiplayer maps. <laughs> yeah, I uh I I think you're 100% right though. So that season launches what is it? Next, next season 2 is next Wednesday. God, it can't be here soon enough. Um yeah, I'm curious. I can't wait to see what they're I need some Milsim stuff. I'm telling you, I am chomping at the bit for some tactical stuff to roll in DMZ with like an Alpha Sigma Giga Chad. Just saying. I think they'll pro I don't know. It would just be smart of them to add everything to 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 for for the crowd that likes that stuff to kind of role Wide play. I'm sure yeah. they will. I, I would sure and, think they would. And I think that's when they do the best, right? You release, and that's what they were doing. They were releasing things pretty much every day or every other day. You were getting Milsim stuff in the Battle Pass. You were getting, you know, your anime, your your meta growl bundles. You had it all. So that's, I think that'll be good. Hopefully that's, that's the plan they're running with here. I think you're right, though. I think you're going to see a lot of players come back with Resurgence. And a new map, which is going to be awesome. Yep. 
I do agree. So yeah, at the end of the day, I guess to put a uh, put a bow on this story, I we I think we're up in the air on what they're going to do in 2023. Either way, it's going to be different than what we're used to. But I yeah. I I just kind of feel like maybe it'll be a different title. Um, the way they did it, um, it leaves flexibility. So you don't think it'll? So you're saying you don't think it'll be? Part two of Modern Warfare 2, you think it'll be something completely separate? It just seems it, it seems like they'd make more money with a new title. Um, I just don't, know, I just don't know what it would be. Because didn't didn't um Sledgehammer just did Vanguard, didn't they? So what what the heck are they turning around in two years? And I guess they could I mean they could let's not let's not it's not like some of these studios aren't used to to the quick turnarounds. Yeah. But I'm just I mean I'm just I can't even think what it would be, right? Because I don't know. Man, I don't I mean, know. Like, yeah, no idea. More, I have no idea. Yeah, it it may it makes more sense from the game perspective to have a new premium DLC with a lot of maps and stuff for multiplayer. And you get they started with DMZ like getting perks for paid members mm -hmm. now in the new season mm -hmm. where you get that paid faction um, if you own the multiplayer game, so they could do more right. stuff like that. But with DMZ just in beta as popular as it is in Warzone Two, where they didn't want to mix in and add other games. Mm -hmm. I guess with all that, if you look at all that, yeah, I, I just changed my mind. I'm a flip flopper. I'm a big fat phony flip flopper. <laughs> I, 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 I think, convinced you. I convinced yeah, you. Yeah, you did. You turned. You turned me. Um, I think it makes. This is so bad. If we if we were like a large show with a whole bunch of fans, like somebody somewhere would take the time. Like uh, you guys don't need to take the time to do this. Show stinks, but somebody would take the time and then edit like a super cut of me arguing with myself. Like they do with Joe Rogan. Sometimes <laughs> that would be me. I'd just be arguing with myself. Um, no, I think you, yeah, you heard it here first. I've said this the whole time. I think it's going to be a premium modern warfare two DLC. That's what I've been saying. Uh, I was just trying mm -hmm. to convince buff of that. Um, <laughs> it's my idea. I thought of it. And, um, yeah, dude, I gotta, I gotta start thinking more logically. <laughs> yeah, get with it, dude. Get on my level. <laughs> oh my but no, God. I think I, it does make more sense actually if you put all that together to keep DMZ going, to get it out of beta, to keep Warzone Two going without them having to mix <laughs> in other games like they did last time. They said that was such a big detriment to the game and its performance and its balance and stuff like that. So yeah. I think so. I would love to see a lot more Modern Warfare Two maps come in remastered. Some new ones, please, for the love of shit, give us some new maps. And then, um, yeah, we'll have to see what they come up with. But I, I think it's going to be new. It's going to be new. It is indeed going to be. It won't be old. That's for sure. I, I, I'm curious. Uh, I feel like I'm saying I'm curious a lot, but I am indeed curious. Um, if I've, I see comments in chat saying maybe Modern Warfare 3 campaign remastered, um, that's something that, you know, su supposedly Sony had that deal for the, the original trilogy. That's supposed to be done and ready to go. Maybe that's a maybe whatever this premium title is or the expansion that campaign remaster will be part of it um i think would probably be a safe bet to it you'll probably see if it is in fact what we're talking about here which you thankfully convinced me it was modern warfare 2 expansion yeah you're welcome um i think we'll see addition uh, like a like we you talked about already a, a whole addition to the multiplayer aspect and also continuation of the campaign so it'll almost be like a modern warfare 3 campaign we're going to get that probably that makarov um portion of the campaign and then you might even see their modern warfare 3 campaign remastered and if they're smart they'll start bringing in all of those maps from modern warfare 2 and modern warfare 3 operators weapons 
blueprints. That was when they discussed back in Modern Warfare 2019 is the Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered came out and they, they were saying um, that they were going to release those maps into Modern Warfare 2019 and they were going to release the weapons as blueprints, which none of that ever happened, minus the one M4 blueprint you got for uh, <clears throat> for buying the campaign remastered. So that was it. So I'm, I don't know what stopped them from doing it then. Maybe this is what we're going to see here. Or we could just both be completely wrong, and this could be a, a title that was shelved or something a couple of years back and reworked. Who know? Who knows? But I, I, I think you, I think you're, you're, you're closer with your uh, prediction of a part two of Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, with my idea that I thought of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Guys, we're it's kidding. Good, I didn't think good, of it. Okay. Good thinking crash. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad journalism. It's sarcasm. We're joking. I didn't think of it, but I'm on board with it now. All things considered, boom. That's how you keep an open mind when you're having a discussion, just so you know. I love it. Yeah. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, this kind of segues into it with live service and stuff. I don't think what we just talked about is a good example of this, given the amount of money that they made. But I, I wanted to talk uh, just a little bit about some industry changes. And this kind of came to my mind this morning. I was listening to Jeff Grubb um, on the morning. What's it? Game Mess Mornings is what he calls it. Um his podcast he does where he talks about stuff in the mornings. I just leave it on, uh, listen to him while I'm working. And uh, just talking about um, all the games, like the dead games in the recent weeks and things that have been canceled. It's been quite astonishing, really. Um, I just want to go over a quick list of these. And a few of them are shooters. And then there's some more on here that I think we should definitely talk about um, that aren't on this list. Uh, but dead games in the recent weeks, um, some of them completely shut down servers. You can't access them anymore. Uh, talked about a little bit on how it really sucks that you have to play. Um, you have to play online for some of these to play single players like that definitely shouldn't be a thing. Uh, but Crossfire X was killed off. Uh, Back mm -hmm. for Blood's not getting any more support. You can still play it. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, Rumbleverse, Apex Legends and Battlefield Mobile got completely axed um, and the studio shut down echo vr knockout city crime site and dragon quest so i didn't know uh, much of those games but the reason i wanted to show this list even though they're not all shooters is i'm hoping and thinking that potentially a lot of companies that aren't in those call of duty in those Fortnite, in those giant triple a huge player based things are maybe starting to learn that live services might not be the way to support your game and uh, Jeff Grobe was talking about this. He went into a little bit in depth on how it, it kind of makes sense um, because you have to have so many players because not everyone's going to buy skins or buy, you know, microtransactions if they don't have to. So you have to have so many players to keep that revenue up. And then that incurs more server costs. And it's just not sustainable for a large number of the games in, in that kind of size. What does what does Kitty think of all this? <laughs> he wants food that's what he wants he doesn't care about video games does he i don't know he's he's grown up watching me so he might and yeah chase is mentioned in the crossfire campaign i'm pretty sure if i understand it correctly you won't even be able to access the campaign anymore because you had to be online to play it so it's like it's like that sucks it's like completely chalk um so that sucks and then um also another game that was canceled was um titanfall legends or something there was a single player titanfall apex legends crossover that was supposed to be going on and they completely axed that as well so really? that game got canceled so a lot of ea stuff really got canned over the That's last pretty, week 
Wow. <clears throat> I was, uh, I was honestly, I know you did a video about it for the um, <clears throat> Battlefield Mobile part of it, about why it was really canceled. So that I thought that was an interesting, interesting video. And it, like you said, a lot of EA stuff. So I'm curious where this is going to lead EA going forward as far as um, what we're going to see with specifically Battlefield, right? Yeah, so that's what I'm... It's a, a, it's a real bummer that we're not seeing a Titanfall. Um, and it's kind of a bummer. It, it, it's kind of a... I don't want to say a double-edged sword because they're both not bad things, but it's a it's kind of a catch-22 with uh, Battlefield Mobile being canceled. It's a little disheartening that it was canceled because it had like a traditional battlefield feel. It had classes, yeah. it had destruction. It looked like a, it looked like the battlefield that we're used to, like many of mm -hmm. us would, would wish for. So it's a little bit of a bummer that maybe they're going in a different direction. But I guess just to elaborate, if you didn't hear what was going on uh, in that video, basically what they said in the earnings call is they've learned that their mobile games have to be directly integrated with cross progression with the main title to keep everybody together, to keep people playing it, to keep the player numbers up. So it would not surprise me if an Apex, because they canceled Apex Legends, they completely are taking it off. You can't access it, you can't do anything. It's going to be gone um, in, on March 18th, I think, or something around there. And that, if you guys, I don't follow along with this, but they asked it in the questions. I don't really follow along with mobile games all that much. It won mobile game of the year on Apple and on uh, the Google Play Store. Wow. So it was game of the year last year and they're killing it. So what they're what they said is they've learned that the game has to be like the same uh cross progression and potentially cross play with the main title, kind of like Fortnite does. And with um Warzone Mobile is gonna have cross progression. So they said when uh the Warzone Mobile comes out, you're gonna be able to like progress on your battle pass and your XP level and everything um from the mobile version, and that'll carry over to the main game. So EA is saying Future mobile games, they want them to be able to do that. Mm. But, they, but they're not starting it right away because Industrial Toys, they completely disbanded that studio. So, like, they're gone. Um, so, that's a... I mean, it's not going to be anytime soon. But if they, do, if they do future mobile games, they said that they're going to have to be, like, cross-progression for sure. Yeah, it's... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why. It makes me think back to, like, Battlefield 4's... Um... Not quite. It wasn't like cr cr quite cross progression or anything, but Battlefield Four had the integrated web um, app for it. <clears throat> Battle, someone Battle in chat log? can say it. Battle log, yeah. Which I I loved that. And what you could do is on your mobile devices log in as a commander, and you know you would get XP and stuff for that. Log in as a commander and and do all that. So it was it was almost like the cross progression before cross progression <laughs> in some in some ways which was pretty cool so it's almost like a lot of these things are maybe coming full circle they had a mobile app with advanced warfare also um did they really okay yeah you could mess with loadouts and like when they had the clan wars going on like you could on the weekends you could like mess around with that and like mm. match your your clan up for a clan war matches and stuff yeah oh that's awesome yeah that's a great that's a great feature um, i'll never I still had that stuff i'll never forget outfitting my soldier while i'm sitting on the toilet good stuff <laughs> um so i guess i guess this kind of continues along so what i'm hoping for to to put a nutshell on the live service thing um i hope that middle and small middle tier and smaller games 
um, our understanding that maybe free to play live service isn't the way to go. Maybe it's better to have, you know, paid DLC, you know what you're going to get, you know what your budget is. And uh, it doesn't take as many players potentially to keep that game going and those server mm -hmm. costs and all that stuff like that. Cause it doesn't seem, it seems like a lot of these live services aren't sustainable. And I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to see those smaller games end up dying because they're trying to do a live service. You know, right. even if, even if there's not as much content, I would love them to, you know, not lose their ass on a game and have to completely shut it down, you know, maybe in yeah. support, but leave it going. So um, I'm, I'm hoping live services are starting to get phased out, but. I don't know. Then you, the big, the big titles are still, are still doing great. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting. I mean, there's just, <laughs> I think it's all, I think it's also an economy thing. There's just a lot of cutbacks across uh, the board. I saw an article that take two interactive where during their calls say they had to cut back several million dollars in their budgets for everything and, and yes. are cutting back a lot of costs in different places. So I think it's also just kind of a, a climate of our economy right now too. Um, people aren't able to spend as much on video games because we're just trying to buy freaking food um, as much as that stuff costs. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about along these lines is Jeff Grubb did a tweet that was really interesting. It got, I just, I kind of like these overall industry thoughts sometimes. I like talking about like super big picture stuff. Um, he tweeted that, uh, let me get it on the screen. Production team is so bad, dude. Um, he says, I feel like I woke up in a bizarro video game world where suddenly licensed games are the biggest thing and all we're going to get for the next five years from big publishers. I mean, I know it's happening. I've been flat out told big games need to get close to 10 million units sold as soon as possible. And that is easier to do with a license. I don't know. To me, that's another check mark in that this is all unsustainable column. So this is he's talking about licensed games like. Hogwarts Legacy is probably going to hit that 10 million mark pretty fast. Um, mm -hmm. Like the Star Wars games are probably going to do pretty well. The FIFA yeah. games are doing games with a license game with like a real world IP connection, uh, like another multimedia connection or license are mm -hmm. kind of becoming the future. And they're like starting to be the big games and how it's going to end up going forward. So I, it's going to be what's going to tell us with that. So to tie that all back in to first person shooters, I'm going to be really keeping my eye on that alleged Star Wars first-person shooter that's coming out. I think that's going to be a really big tell on if that we're going to see more like branded shooters like that. Yeah, especially with the new uh, Jedi Survivor, I think it is coming out. That'll be a good, you know, I mean, you know that thing's going to sell extremely well too. So <clears throat> the Star Wars games usually sell very, very well. And like you said, Hogwarts Legacy, those are going to be, all those will, will do really, really well. So yeah first person star wars like just thinking back to uh like a modern variation of like first person clone wars they had some of those games back in the past where you were like the clone troopers and, and things like that was was pretty sick so to see that like brought to a modern engine with modern gameplay mechanics would be pretty sweet yeah i'm i'm very interested in that title and just to see how it performs and see how it plays mm -hmm. for sure um yeah so i guess i guess that's probably it for the for the big time for the big time industry talk what do you what do you think of all that and the kind of the way things are changing overall yeah i it's weird we're in a weird weird spot in gaming like the past four five years or so maybe even more so um definitely i think it's kind of a an evolutionary stage where the whole industry is shifting and we're going to see something new going forward um i think probably approaching potentially the end of 
live service models for some games. I think other live service models like Fortnite, Apex Legends do very, very well, but we're going to see some shifts here the next couple of years for sure. Um, as far as that, that pertain to quality of how a game is post launch as well. <clears throat> and then, and then you have um, <clears throat> the game Operation Harsh's, Harsh Doorstop, which is trying to completely change the meta. So that's another one, like industry wise, to keep an eye out on. Um, yeah, I've, I've been following that for a while. I, I love that. That one, they're, uh, he's pretty much banking on the community, caring with community driven content. It's going to mm-hmm. be free to play, but if you want to, if you want to set up a multiplayer server, um, you have to pay for the server yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, no microtransaction or anything like that, but like all the source code, Steam Workshop, all that stuff is going to be set up for you to make whatever kind of experience you want to uh, within. It's just going to be like a big platform. So, <laughs> and and to tie this up. Uh, <laughs> Dinosaurus Rex with the absolute cherry on top for this conversation. Uh, I hope the next big thing is releasing finished games, dude. That's it, hundred percent, man. hundred percent. That's that says it right there. That's all there is. To... Yep. <laughs> End of I, story. I think that's the period on the sentence of that conversation. So yeah, one hundred percent, man. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. That's perfect. <laughs> Um, so yeah, dude, this is going to be pretty crazy. I'm I'm really interested to see where you're at on this on all this day before stuff, dude. Um, yeah, I was I was excited to talk about this today uh, when you messaged me earlier about you know good for this time, etc. I was just like, like man, day before we've been talking about this on and off the past like month or so each week, and and with that gameplay that dropped, um, it I I may or may not have a different perspective on it than I did last week, so I'm cur- I want to know what you think about that as well. <laughs> um, I think I'm still I'm still leaning to where I don't think it's a real game. I don't think it'll ever really? release okay. in a state where everyone will okay. like it. Yeah. Um, when I first saw the gameplay, I was like, "Oh, that's okay," but then uh, like people people started like really trying to put stuff together after the fact and mm-hmm. the stuff that they did dude it makes no sense i i i wouldn't say i wouldn't say i understand um like how to say this i couldn't tell you 100% i'm not as sure on if it's a game or not maybe it's a game maybe it isn't i'm leaning towards not but i can 100% tell you it is fucking weird it's so weird um, like how they yep. market this because they came out with the 10 minutes of gameplay and then they put a short out after this and it's like the guy was playing the game because people didn't believe that they were playing like that it was a real game and i didn't feel like the mouse movement even matched what was going on on the screen really then, i missed this completely <laughs> oh really i'll have to try to f- i'll have yeah. to try to find it in a minute um remind me um I'll get the production yeah. team on it. They'll have to start now if they want any hope and prayer of pulling it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did like a ten, like a oh, minute or so of gameplay where he's playing it on the computer and his mouse movement. Like, it's so weird. But the thing that is so, 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 so weird is the trailer side-by-side shows similarities mm-hmm. to a lot of other games. And I found a really cool article that shows this. Um, so... I don't know. Sorry, podcast listeners, you just have to take our word for it. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> so this is uh, an overlay with a frame from the trailer and a frame from Black Ops Cold War Zombies reveal. And it's like, you can do a before and, a- or a before and after. So this is uh day before, this is a zombies trailer. It's like, 
<laughs> it's like the same exact thing. So this is zombie trailer. This is the day before. I'm really curious, like who who remembers? Like, oh, I remember this exact shop. That's this. what I'm saying. Because like, when I first when I first saw it, I was like, okay, like they still didn't show like unscripted mm. gameplay. It's it's already kind of what we've seen. Like no mm -hmm. HUD walking around shooting a couple zombies. We'd already kind of seen that. I just mm -hmm. I wanted to hear like a lot of people, I wanted to hear like how the game was going to work, how many people would be on a server, what's the point of it, what the crafting's like, do you have a base, how is it going to be an MMO, you know, like how right. is it going to work? And it was still kind of the same, it looked pretty scripted from what we've seen. It's just, this is all just so bizarre. Like if you think the game's real or not, everyone has to agree that this is just so weird. Um, so then this yeah. is another shot with the zombie reveal trailer. Uh, this is a zombie trailer. And then this is uh, the day before trailer. So just really similar lighting, really similar shot. So that one, zombies, day before. Zombies, day before. Okay. Yeah, the right side is day before. The left side is zombies. So mm -hmm. this is this is the uh, day before. Yeah. This is zombies. So it's another shot mm -hmm. through uh through like the floor grate or whatever. The mm -hmm. other one that I thought was so funny was the snow runner. So <laughs> the top the top is the day before, and the bottom is snow runner key art. The the driving video game. <laughs> Like, oh, that is that is that's a little weird for sure. It's, <laughs> it's weird. Why? Like wh why would one. they recreate this? Like, what? Yeah. What's the point? Um. Yeah. And then this is a day before and cause zombies comparison again. And then this is a comparison with the shot in the division. So, and I I noticed that with with the stuff in the division, like they had some of the same lights and stuff, like the street oh, lights wow. in the New York streets and stuff like that. Um. And then here's another one. Uh, then they 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 copied or I don't know, man. And then it's like this is from uh, day before. This is Last of Us Part One launch trailer. <clears throat> so it's got the pipes on the side, holding mm -hmm. the handgun on the left side. It's just so so similar. Two zombies. Yeah, that, that is. It's. It, so... it, that is weird. It's they're definitely like looking at references for sure to build yeah. different things off of so yeah i i don't get it man i i don't understand why they would do it or what i the only the only way in my head i can imagine that they got there mm -hmm. was that someone took some shots from trailers from different things as a concept mm -hmm. and then said here this is the concept make it with our game engine and they just completely caught the intern took it and just completely copied it and they're like uh and so that's what yeah. they were showing so like especially like what we're hearing with the developers like kind of like not really being paid it's like here's a gift card so i mean what's i uh, yeah there's definitely a lot of questions here i i it's really tough to say if it's real or not that's definitely suspicious we've seen stuff like that before but i think if you're looking at things for reference i i think you're completely right maybe they just like copied it too much <laughs> they like different shots and they copied it almost too much but as far as like when i saw the gameplay my initial reaction was okay here's there's no hud why is there no hud this is really weird and then as soon as they're starting to shoot the hud comes up when you walk by cars um hud icons appear to like open the doors and things like that so i don't really i i i don't really know what to think at this point i don't know if it's if it's real if it's not real um, I thought the gameplay definitely looked, they were playing something, that's for sure. So 
whether or not they developed that portion just for that 10 minutes of gameplay, I don't know, but um, it was it. Okay, so this is the stuff that he's playing, huh? Yeah, this is to because this is for them, you know, to try to once and for all prove that it's a real game. So you okay. can see it moving around towards the end when he moves around and does the slip. Well, then even this, like even the logo is like mm-hmm. an exact replica of The Last of Us. Like it has The Last of Us with the half face of the girl. And yeah, like, right, right. It's just so weird, man. I I don't think it's a real game. Um, I think they're using it to promote other things. The the other thing that's weird, you'd think if they were going like full out scam mode, they would take pre-orders. And they would ask. Yeah. Maybe that's, they would, maybe they're not doing that for a reason because they know it's not they, it's not going to actually ever release. So the thing that they've done is um they've promoted some of their third party software. Continent is mm-hmm. one of them. Um they've uh they've put different product placements. They did a spot with I, IBM ThinkPads. Um, in their one weird video. And so like they're doing other things. They're getting promotions and stuff like that. I am super, 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 super curious. I thought this, I thought this when they, so they did the 10 minute trailer and people were like, Oh, that actually looked kind of cool. I could see some HUD elements. Like when the ADS was kind of dynamic HUD popping right. out. I thought yeah. that was cool. They showed a little bit of the stuff, um, with, uh, looting and things like that. I was like, that's pretty cool. And then they showed this and I'm like, well, they almost like ruined what the credibility that they earned with this weird ass clip. But, and then when people started breaking down the trailer, I went right back into the camp of what the fuck is going on? Like <laughs> I started out thinking, Oh, maybe. And then they, then people did that, found those comparisons of those exact frame by frame matches. And I'm just, I'm just back into this is just weird. And I, I kind of don't think it's a game, but, and then yeah. I haven't watched them, but super large creators like Asmongold gold and moist critical, uh, did some talks about, or did some react videos to it mm-hmm. and I haven't watched them yet. So I don't know moist criticals video is like the biggest scam in gaming or something. So I can kind of tell from that title kind of where he's <laughs> at on the situation. Yeah. But, but I mean, is it yeah, a scam man. if they're not taking money? I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. Like what are they gaining out of it? They're gaining a little bit of stuff with, you know, promoting their, their, their collaboration software and stuff within their <laughs> oh, yeah. videos. And then they're, they're promoting, um, like IBM ThinkPad, so they did some they did some stuff with them. I don't know if they get anything out of the IGN deal or the NVIDIA deal. I'm sure um, that's been vetted a little bit. What's going to be really interesting is to see where IGN goes if this is mm-hmm. a scam. If this turns out to not be a game and they've been, you know, the one putting out their trailers and putting out the articles right. and stuff about them, it's going to be interesting to see what they have to do. Same with NVIDIA oh, a little bit, like yeah, yeah. if it's not something that's real. I did notice the graphics where we're at now are much less than where we started like i then the then the first several and gameplay what, I mean, trailers but that but that gameplay that little clip where the guy's playing looks looks better than what they showcase in the 10 minutes at least maybe it's just the lighting i don't know but yeah i mean you're right yeah so it it's weird we'll keep checking it out it keeps getting delayed <clears throat> guys it would not surprise me you heard it here first it could get delayed again. So what we yeah. what we really need is like someone like an IGN to be like, yes, we had hands on with this game. Right now, no Ooh, one's had cool. hands on. No one's saying they've played this game minus the folks in the studio. So yeah. we have no no credible source to say that they've had hands on, and these are their their initial impressions given the state for this for a game that was supposed to release 
uh, in two months, or no, next month, right? March, right? So it must be pretty close to finished. So the fact that no one's had <laughs> yeah. hands on, I don't know. It's weird yeah. that no one's had hands on. That that would be the ultimate if they if they gave a, a build of it to a creator, to a large creator like Big Fry or something, and let yeah. them play it, and then they could say if if a third party because we haven't heard it's a real game from anyone outside of their their company mm -hmm. and that's that's where the suspicions will and rightful rightfully so it's where the suspicions will continue till till someone outside the company that's a really good point gets their hands on it can confirm that it's a game so and not just like uh they're saying in chat 100 percent like a tech demo or like pre-rendered footage of Unreal yeah 5. yeah exactly it's almost it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that's for sure <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me yeah uh, um yeah what do you think of that for that that topic i think we covered it all yeah i'm gonna have to wait and see if it if it does release in november <laughs> yeah i i know how i'm i'm betting that's gonna go down <laughs> um would you like to do some quick shots i indeed would Jeez. well Red in my that case i'm gonna hit you with a little um, this is a really quick shot, um, but I wanted to talk about it. I kind of actually uh, missed it in the uh, first one. I wanted to talk about the significance of Halo going to Unreal 5. And I was going to talk about this in the industry changes, but I kind of glossed over it. What's up, Abel? Good to see you, man. And Max, thanks for being here, Mod, man. I appreciate that. Um, they're talking about uh, Halo retooling to Unreal 5. And Jeff Grove was talking about that this morning, along with his other kind of industry changing things, why it made sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, and we talked about this with Jim Heil a little bit, and then people, I, I argued with Twitter, uh, I argued with some people on Twitter a little bit. I wish some more AAA studios would do this, and I hope it works out for Halo. The reason being is we talked about how they wouldn't have to do so many engine things, and the stuff that Jeff Grubb said added more to that conversation. He said, I think Jim might have said this, Um he said it would be really uh yeah striking so so if you if you guys don't know I, I should that's bad journalism i'm terrible at this um halo starting with project tatanka which is presumably allegedly their battle royale is going to be um on unreal 5 they're switching everything over to that um now, everything what's, the, what's the current engine for infinite though uh, it's a custom one slip space it's the slip space okay. Engine. Okay. yeah and they spent a, they spent they spent a whole bunch of time making that and mm -hmm. that's uh, potentially part of the reasons that Halo 5 was so delayed and why there's such a lack of content. So mm -hmm. starting with Project Tatanka, um, they're going to start everything on Unreal 5. And what he was saying... I don't want to put this. Yeah, so he said that two things. It opens up how many people you can hire, right? Right. Because who knows? who knows that custom engine that they made? the engineers that made it right. They don't teach, yeah. they don't teach slip space um, in college. They don't teach um, frostbite in college. They don't teach the call of duty engine in right. college. They and teach it unreal. Like, what's it, what it is, what is that engine code based off of, right? You need to, you need to train new employees. First you need employees to come in that, yes, I have experience on this, this, and this. Okay. That's almost similar, or that's kind of where we build our base code from. We'll train you on this. But you're right. Unreal Engine Five is much more accessible, and you can get people. Uh, you know, you or me, anybody in chat could be like an expert in their own time at, at Unreal Engine Five. So, much easier to find developers. 
Yeah, because because that's what they're taught in school, right? You're taught like Unreal. You're taught Unity. You're taught Cry. Mm-hmm. Like you're taught that kind of stuff, um, rather than these proprietary things. So instead of having to get people on board with that to hire new people and learn an entirely new thing, they can hit the ground running. Also, during the development of your game, you don't have to focus on engine stuff as much. The the you know the other companies, Epic Games, that's their job. That's not your job right. to keep the engine running and, and more yep. working. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping it works out for Halo. And it's kind of an example of being able to turn a game around and they can focus on that. And, and the metaphors that, that Jeff Grove made this morning hit, hit so hard with me. He said, when you write a new song, you don't build your own guitar first. Like you get a nice <laughs> guitar and play with that's it. A, that's a really good analogy. And actually. then he said, wow. he said, when you make a new film, when you make a new movie, you don't build a camera from scratch. Mm-hmm. You get a nice camera. And you and you get going. So like that kind of mm-hmm. that that really resonated with me this morning, and I wrote it down on in my boomer book, so I didn't forget it. And I wanted to talk about that. I meant to talk <laughs> about really it earlier, good. but I stuck it in here. Whatever. We're all over the place today. That's really good. So that's awesome news, actually. And then my next question to follow up with that is, when is the when is Project Tatanka, if that's what what I think you said it was called, when is that projected to be released? I have no um, idea. Okay, it's probably like hasn't even or is just starting or hasn't started yet. So. I'm curious, this is going to be, depending on when this releases, will be a telling telling point, I think, when we talked about the industry shifts earlier, industry changes, you know, releasing finished games. This could be uh, a good thing going forward for potentially Battlefield, getting off of the Frostbite engine. Um, I think I was looking at some Frostbite, or not Frostbite, uh, Unreal Engine 5 tech demo showcases last year that just looked you know, mind blowing. It was the best graphics I've ever seen in my life. So the engine is capable of a lot. Um, and if it's easier, source more developers, have more experienced developers already coming in who are familiar with uh, the Unreal Engine base, um, it's going to be a lot easier to develop games and turn games around, develop better content, mechanics. There's a lot of benefits that come out of this. Um, I think sh- potentially shifting away from these proprietary engines is a good idea at least judging on what we've seen the past i'd say 10 years honestly i, th- I think we've i think especially especially with halo infinite and battlefield 2042 as prime examples um those games suffered immensely with delays and content because of their engines so that's uh i would very much like some good ue5 or yeah ue5 uh fps games in the future yeah and a lot of people say you know maybe it won't you feel the needs of the game i would think it would like even with destruction with battlefield 5 or excuse me with battlefield 2042 um you're gonna we're gonna talk right now pretty much about the finals um amazing Mm -hmm. destruction and that game's on ue5 so we're gonna see um embark studios uh embark studios with the former battlefield developers are going to show you what battlefield devs could do with ue5 um, mm-hmm. I feel like with their games coming out, and and, and again t- to caveat this whole conversation, uh, we're just a couple video game stooges on the internet. We're not developers and stuff, but it seems like from our point of view to kind of wrap up this conversation is, if you could get a third party software with these AAA games, you would have a massively larger hiring pool. You could spend mm-hmm. less time working on engine stuff, keeping it running in maintenance. That's kind of like you're paying for that service. You're paying mm-hmm. for that engine. That's right. Epic's. So in our in our example of Unreal Five, that's Epic's job to keep the engine running. You don't have mm-hmm. to work on that. And you can just focus on content, have a lot more people, a lot more engineers that have been working yeah. with Unreal their whole time. So, um, yeah. And I mean, you you have some background in, in 
not necessarily like game development stuff but and, and i have a background in, in development for you know web development and, and other things like that and i work in the it industry so um you know i see this all the time we need a new developer for you know whatever the technology is that we, that we use um and if it's a technology that isn't widely used or it's sourced from depending on who it's sourced from it's more difficult to find developers for that technology so it's really the same thing um in terms of hiring when you need a good developer for something that isn't widely used it's very difficult to find a good developer who is a a subject matter expert which is what you would get with 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 unreal engine 5. everybody can come in would have majority of people out there would have a really good base in this engine already it would be much easier to bring on experienced uh, developers and you'd have a much more polished product. So this would be a great step forward for a lot of, a lot of these games that we've seen struggle in the AAA space. Agreed. So we did mention the finals just a little bit there uh, in the next. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Quick shot. And we could even have more sound effects because um, they put out something that's really cool. So they're kind of starting, um, a little bit of their promotion for their games, which is exciting, um, which pres presumably is supposed to be released this year um, towards the end of the um, holiday, I'm guessing. Um, but they actually talked about how they're collecting this. Did you see this? Um, I, I, I did not know. Oh, cool. So on their saying. Twitter, uh, Embark put this out on uh, behind the scenes, how they got the audio for the gunshots and stuff. Um, awesome. So they were, they were like, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure where they were at, but they were at these like abandoned, factories and stuff with a bunch of concrete silos and buildings and things and they talked about um how they recorded all this stuff where the micro where the microphones so cool. were um how they did it some of the safety concern and just behind the scenes stuff on recording these shots for the game and it sounded really meaty and then uh <laughs> we, we were like um dude i wish battlefield would do this stuff like we wanted to see this with battlefield and then mm -hmm. to come full circle it's because the lead audio guy from Dice went to Embark, so now they're doing this behind the scenes stuff with audio. So I was like, "Oh, geez, of uh, course, classic, classic, of course." Um, but yeah, it just is really neat some behind the scenes stuff. I love to see this with. I, I would, I mean, Embark is not really indie. Um, they do have Nexon as a publisher, as a as a parent company or whatever. They're like um, they're, they're like, like two, and a, two and a half a. Um, yeah, two and a half. They're, they're basically like, triple A, but we can't quite call them that yet. They're like. They're like two. They're like two uppercase A's and then a lowercase A. So like it. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Striking. This is for the finals. Um, for the finals that Embark Studios is working on. Um, and they. It's just a behind the scenes stuff. I hope they get uh more in depth with some of the other stuff, the character modeling and things like that. But, um, although this is a lot, this game, the 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 behind the scenes video is a lot grittier and darker than the actual game is. So if like. If you're like a Milsim fan, this probably won't be the game for you because it's incredibly bright, colorful, and a little bit cartoony. Uh, but you can't you can't take away the fact that it's it's pretty technically astounding of what they've mm -hmm. been able to do. Um, as someone who did play the alpha, um, the destruction in it is part of the game. Like it is a it is a pillar of the design of the game. The destruction yeah. is crazy, and the audio was really really good in the game. So it's cool to see. And they call this episode one behind the scenes. So that kind of leads one to believe that there should be some more uh, behind the scenes stuff with the finals. And I do believe this game is slated to release this year. So I would assume holiday window um, is when the finals will be coming out. 
And it's funny that this is all a lot of these guys are X dice because this is what Battlefield used to do with stuff like this. We used to see this the stuff like this with Halo back in the day, also. So <laughs> all the all the it's funny that you know all the guys from those studios are going over to here and producing what you know doing what what gaming should be doing for marketing and, and all this developing and everything like that. I think it's also worth noting that a lot of the X dice developers that are here. You know, I don't know if it's fact by now, but I, mean, I think we can assume um, left because they wanted to make their own game, not necessarily Battlefield. But, you know, when you're in a development position, you're kind of directed what games you're making, what you're doing here. It seems like a group of these guys all got together and put a couple ideas on the board and that's what they're developing. So. Passion projects. Yep. Good. I, I good would stuff. guess, like, I don't want to say this is all alleged and coming from me exclusively does not reflect Embark Studios, but I feel like it would be pretty safe to say they didn't want to be under EA anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just going to go out on a limb. Um, I don't allegedly. think it's a very dangerous limb, but that's the limb yeah. I'm going out on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> safe <laughs> assumption. Yep. Um. Cool. So the next thing I want to talk about, pick from the list, I guess we'll continue... With quick shots right along the same lines as Battlefield, I just wanted to touch on it really quick because they did have 3.2, which really changed stuff. I played a couple games with it. It did improve the game immensely, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, still lacking in a lot of areas that we've talked about, but it makes the game much more readable, um, mm -hmm. kind of what you're coming up against in, in, uh, in enemies and stuff when you see certain ones as you start to learn what classes the specialists are in. Um, yeah. and it, it does feel a lot more Battlefield-like. But yeah, still missing a lot of stuff. But it's definitely feeling better. So, I mean, if you paid for it, you might as well try it again. Um, it's kind of how I looked at it. It's not going to cost you anything to try it again. Um, right. And it's still it's still rough. My overall thoughts on it, I super, super, super appreciate them um, adding to the game and working on it, trying to get it back where it was. I would just love to see if the game would have released more like this and we could actually be working on content instead of trying to fix the game. We would have actually seen a lot more content rather than just game fixes. Um, yeah. Awesome. So I don't really have a ton to say other than that. Yeah, I, I mean, I heard the same things. I know some people um, in the communities played it. I know, uh, this Justin played it, gave me some some impressions that he had. He, he he thought it was a lot better also. That's kind of the general consensus is that it, it, it plays a lot better, which just goes, you know, back to the, the I think the age-old question is why didn't they have classes at start? It's just really weird that they went with the specialist option. Now they're trying to, like we talked about last week, is, is shoehorn the specialist features into the classes, which it's... It, from all accounts, it plays way better, especially what you're saying. So that's good. But it's, so that just goes to more evidence that um, that class system needs to be there in the next game. Um, and also, as far as upcoming content, I know Tempora released something on his Twitter, I think the other day, yesterday or two days ago, um, with one of the upcoming weapons that he he was able to data mine that he shared with me a couple of weeks back, uh, the RPL-20, that Russian um, – it's a it, – it basically the Russian saw. It's still in uh, – prototype phase uh just a belt fed 545 by uh 39 millimeter um russian machine gun rpl 20 so that he data mined so that potentially could be coming to the game uh he did share some other weapons with me that i'm not going to say here but um he was trying to get my opinion on what they would be and him and i talked about it so if if, if we're right with what he did data mine i think the weapons that are going to be coming if they do come all of them but that's something I'll reinstall the game simply to to get hands on with these some of these weapons because um, more weapons is great. <laughs> I think the game is obviously lacking weapons and and um, if they're adding what uh, he was able to data mine and we think they are, I think it's going to be really good additions. Which 
um, just disappointing that they didn't add a lot of this stuff before, but I guess better late than never. Um, if it's something that would make me reinstall it, I guess that's a good thing. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yep. But it'd be, it'd be way nicer to see if they could have been working on content this whole time instead of fixing stuff. Um, yeah. But I, we but I, I think machine guns, right. It's like, come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think it speaks. It gives us a little bit of hope for the future that they're understanding mm -hmm. the importance of these features. Yeah, so yeah. Hopefully the next game, the next game will have it. Yep. Knock on wood, I guess. Right. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Yeah, they've they've surprised us with uh, their poor decisions before. <laughs> um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Apex Legends is getting a TDM mode, so that's going to be really crazy. Um, they seem to be getting rid of Titanfall, and everything is going under the Apex Legends bundle or uh, umbrella. I should I meant mm. to say. So um, <laughs> I don't have much other to say than I don't have much more information than that. But I thought that was of note on a first-person shooter program to talk about that Apex Legends getting a TDM mode. Yeah, and I also just want to mention there with Apex, I did see I did see it today. I forgot to mention it to you. It seems like uh, they are going to be rotating a three-map rotation, one map. Yeah, week, I think is what it was. Yeah, so, I saw that too. I think a lot of people were comparing that, like, what, you know, how great would that be for Warzone if you had, you know, OG for Dansk, um, the Blackout Blackout map, and then um, uh, El Masra on like a weekly rotation would be pr pretty pretty sweet, or you know, something like that. So if Apex is doing, it, I mean, Apex is kind of Apex and has just been killing it for <laughs> since it came out. So uh, it, again, just, just looking at what these games are doing and, and seeing who follows suit. I'm going to be an asshole. I don't oh, think God. it would be good because I think the game would be like four terabytes. If you had all the, <laughs> yeah. you had all the maps installed. Well, the way, the way they've been doing it with the modern warfare games. Yeah, that'd be, it'd be horrible, but I'm, I'm curious what that size is going to look like for apex. Uh, that's just the, the age of can, can, can Infinity Ward, Activision, whoever is developing that, that specific game at the time, can they get that download size, the file size lower? So that's the, yep. always if you, the problem. If you didn't consider that in a perfect world, I would agree. It would make it would make the right, playability right. of that game so much better. I'm just <laughs> I'm just being a jerk. No, it, it's a good point though. But yeah, so that's <laughs> that's another thing Apex Legends is doing. So maybe we'll see that uh, roll into other games as well. Agreed. You guys, ready for another quick shot? This one's kind of almost breaking news. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with Steam Next right now. Um, there's some demos and things going on. And uh, Boundary went live. So I don't know. Uh, some of you guys have been following this. We talked Ooh, about it yeah. maybe briefly. I actually just played a match before we went live. Really? Yeah. Um, it's good crazy. Or I'm not, I'm not, good or bad. I'm not. <laughs> can't tell I don't know. Point. I don't know, man. It was so different. It was so, so different. I, I need to give it a little bit more of a chance to see how it plays. It was weird. Uh, one of the things they have to fix is a uh, voice chat is incredibly loud and you can't mute people in your lobby. Oh, God. Oh, um, God. So that's that's going to have to get fixed ASAP. But it does have VoIP, which Battlefield didn't have at launch. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty big, cool. Big but it, it's weird, man. Like you get, I don't know if my boomer brain can handle it because you get you get like flipped around and there's like no up. So like you don't have your bearings. So like, I just noticed like if you're like pie in a corner or something, like trying to see who's around and then it's like, Oh, they're clear. Like <laughs> if you think about like a lot of shooters, you're all kind of on the same plane. Like there's some verticality, right, right. there's some verticality and stuff here and there, but 
yeah dude it's 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 like a it's mind bending i would say to play <laughs> it like right now so um but yeah you have like a little uh you have a grappling hook that recharges that you can stick on stuff and pull you and then uh you have a little joystick with like little thrusters on your suit so you can kind of flip and move around and then i had some kind of ak style weapon i literally just played like one game it weirded me out and then we had to go live it looks so cool though i'm not it's gonna weird, lie like, I, I remember seeing gameplay like a couple of years back or however long ago it was but yeah it looks awesome so i kind of want to try it now but yeah you guys can you can guys can straight up try it right now so it's on steam <clears throat> there's a playable demo on steam epic oh there's the there's the ak that you were using right there it's sick. yep kolostikov even works in space gotta love it the graphics don't look as good as they do in this trailer i will also warn you of that too bummer um, but yeah definitely try it out i was getting like locked on and there's some weird stuff i mean it's some futuristic weapons that i don't totally understand and um having a game that i don't completely have a grasp on within the first five minutes is probably a good thing yeah it's probably right, got a little a little bit more depth to it than um me being an expert right off the bat and being bored with yeah. it so yeah check mm -hmm. it out guys if, you, if you're able to if you're on pc if you got steam um give it a go and see what you guys think i'd love to hear people's uh people's thoughts on it um and i either way like if i like it or don't like the gameplay it doesn't really matter i don't really give a shit i applaud people for doing something different and that's something that's definitely different it feels mm -hmm. it, it it feels different if nothing else if you like it or don't like it you should at least experience it how weird it feels to have people like you could have enemies literally anywhere like, I don't know that's if that's, that's that could cool. be annoying, but maybe if you get the flow in the maps map figured out, the giant floating. There's not going to be a lot of variety to maps either. I feel like you can have space or you can play in space. space or, <laughs> like, so I You probably do like different locations, like the outer rim of like Saturn or something like that. Yeah, you're, you're just going to have like a different planet. Yeah, yeah, like Still different space. craft, <laughs> yeah. different craft you're fighting in. And they, they could do stuff with... Uh, you know have it like if you enter like a space station or a building or a ship or something where gravity kicks in like maybe there's artificial right. gravity and that's a little more traditional and then you go outside cool. and it's that'd be pretty yeah. they, they, there's stuff they could do with it for sure an unlimited amount of planets they could you know play near too so yeah exactly and, and uh ballpup weapons confirmed in space so good stuff that's a left-handed shooter i'm very against them <laughs> all right um yeah, I think the last uh, quick shot I wanted to talk about is a uh, friend of the channel, Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, they, hey, oh, no, I have two more. I have two more. Don't even worry oh, about it. Oh, okay. Don't even worry about it. Get excited. We got more stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> uh, they're really changing how dead drop is going to work. So uh, we've been following along with that for sure on this channel about how that's going to happen. Uh, Dr. Disrespect talked about on his channel, starting with uh, their next, uh, what do they call them? Snapshots? Uh, snapshot, yeah. Yeah, they're going to start coming less frequently and the game is going to start getting fleshed out. So uh, basically he explains in only a way that Dr. Disrespect can um, in this video that they kind of have the foundation and now they're moving into expansion mode. So nice. in the next snapshot, you're going to start to see how the maps are going to look. You get to play the first sector of the tower, um, mm. and you're going to start to see more and more weapons. And they feel like they like have a good base right now, and they're going to start fleshing it out. And with that, he said, snapshots are going to be larger with more sweeping changes and more content, but they're going to go ahead and back it off to like three months. So it's not going to be every six weeks. So there's mm -hmm. going to be every three months instead. 
All right, cool. Yeah, I like it. I'm curious. I, I'm really, uh, God, I got to stop saying I'm curious, but I am. I'm a curious lad. Um, <laughs> yeah, you I, are. I would like to, I really want to see what this looks like, you know, three months, five months. And that's what we said originally when we talked about it is like, what's this game going to be like in a year or two? Um, especially with Dr. Disrespect having, having the experience with the map development that he's done in the past for Call of Duty titles. Um, and obviously just playing games full-time so i'm curious i god i can't i can't help but say it but yeah he's going every guys drink every time buff says curious (laughs) blackout drunk um i want to see how much he plays this game on his streams you know down the road and how if he's how critical he is of this game compared to other games not that he's like super critical about games but i think he has a good a very good approach to a lot of the feedback that he gives and the fact that he'll be able to you know direct that feedback is is good yeah it'll be funny to watch him when he gets killed by something stupid and he's all mad and wants to talk shit on the game but then it's his (laughs) game yeah Yeah. someone who's notorious for uninstalling games on the spot when it's his own game (laughs) is going to be is going to be pretty funny striking i love the map solar just so you know i love it too um and then the other thing that he said that was very very much of note that more people are going to be allowed in so it's not going to be just people who have uh, purchased the nft thing that's going to be uh sounds like moving towards open betas and open play tests no nice. so it sounds like, okay. like everybody will start to get their hands on it as they move forward into the next phase of dead drop beautiful did i say i had Unamas. yeah I had one more round left in the chamber there. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. Um, so Mark Rubin has been like spitting fire on Twitter. Oh yeah, hell yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to get everybody's thoughts on this. And when I say everybody's thoughts, I mean everybody, including you guys in chat. Um the first thing he talked about was unpopular take, question mark. Not every FPS flare wants to play BR. Crash mm-hmm. games liked and retweeted that so i was i was on board with that not every fps player wants br all the time i'm really starting to feel i'm really starting to feel that sentiment when i don't see any new content coming for multiplayer (laughs) in call of duty and i I think what he's doing here um is incredible marketing he is he's playing and talking to points that that people are really feeling the effects of right now so in another tweet he put out um, that's really got people excited about the game we're talking about is X Defiant. Sorry about that. Uh, Ubisoft's mm-hmm. X Defiant, Mark Rubin, who has worked on previous Call of Duty titles, is in charge of X Defiant. Um, so he says, features I would have if I were making a multiplayer FPS. No skill-based matchmaking, casual play. Ranked mode. Lobbies that stay together. Red, de- red dots on minimap. And map voting, just to name a few. And then he says, hint, mm-hmm. I am making that game. So pretty cool. Yeah. I I liked that also, so that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, I really like what he was doing with uh, uh, just I mean he's just hitting all the high points. He's putting himself out there, yeah. um, and really talking about how it, it is. And that, then, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say someone talked about uh, and understanding the difference. Someone tweeted, uh, Greg, shout out, Greg, uh, tweeted to him and understanding the difference between wanting to play console only 
and uh, via input matchmaking. And Mark replied, mm -hmm. we'll have input-based matchmaking, but you can still party up across inputs. But on console, if you only want to match with consoles, then you'll be able to do that. Uh, this is an Xbox Sony requirement. So it sounds like it's going to have input-based matchmaking, input-preferred matchmaking, which I think is awesome. And then it yeah. sounds like crossplay is there if you want to team up. It sounds like it'll probably put you in team with crossplay. And then if you are a console and want to play only consoles, that will be an option. So it sounds really good. Um, to be fair, I think everything sounds really good and exactly up my alley for this game. No skill-based mm -hmm. mode, casual play. You can go mess around. You can use off-meta weapons. You can use silly stuff. Sometimes I like to get in with my friends that enjoy competing and play ranked. I love to sweat a little bit. Map voting's fun. I hope there's a lot of maps in the game. Like, everything mm -hmm. sounds perfect to me, except I'm yeah. not that excited about the setting. Um, I, I honestly says. hated I hated this setting at first and I'm curious go drink everybody's shots um, no I, I do, I'm much more receptive of it now than I was originally so I think every when we talked about it with Abel the other week and uh, getting a better yeah, you better not follow that trash because you'll be blackout in two seconds but um, it looks way better than originally when I remember the original trailer I thought was just terrible looking. So I think they're doing, a, they did a good job turning that around. Honestly, from what I'm seeing lately, I want to, I'm definitely going to give it a shot just for fun, for sure. So um, everything there sounds great. And the battle Royale tweet that he had was also really, really good. And that also, I, I not to go back to a, a COD discussion, but I think he br brings up a good point there. And it's also, odd because i think we originally all felt like warzone 2 would be released in february or march right or, or on the same timeline warzone 1 was so it's weird that they they kind of pushed it out and i think that's probably a good uh it's probably what is resulting in the lack of content um they had to push so much out so quick that content suffered um but i agree yeah not everybody does want battle royale we want extraction shooters Yep, I think extraction shooters are going to continue to to take over. I hope a, a good, well balanced, competitive uh, shooter also doesn't get lost. I think there's always going to be a, a spot for that too. Um, so, really, all we need is a a really nice, big, giant battlefield to chill on in the off time. That's what. Man, that would be great. Be... I look forward to that in 2027. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I hope. I Unless hope it's so. A, spe a specialist. Uh specialist shooter and you know with the, the quirky lines were my favorite so i hope they bring yeah. that back that's the best yeah um but it it really seems it really seems like he's saying all the right things and i i hope they yeah. can i hope they can follow through um yeah again i'm not it's not my ideal setting but if it has all that stuff it plays well in quite a few maps and runs mm -hmm. well um i can get around it uh to have fun with my friends i i feel like yeah, it also kind of goes back to the topic of industry changes, right? I mean, is this kind of a return to the old? Yeah, like a reset kind of like mm -hmm. back it seems to like how it. they used to play. It, it, it yeah. does. And that's why it's going to be cool to see how it plays out, like how it performs on the market. If 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 it's if it's nostalgia making us think this is good or if it's actually going to play well, you know what I mean? Like right, it, right. it could be like pandering to the nostalgia that we get in and play. It. We're like, whoa, this, this is, is horrible. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, that's, that's, what's going to be cool to see how, how it plays out, how it performs. Dinosaurus <laughs> uh, Rex. Don't say it. Crack it up. Angel does it again. <laughs> Just Don't classic. say it, man.
God, I love it. I, <laughs> I something. I feel something when I hear that. I don't so think it's bad. love. Who approved it? Who approved that those lines? I want to know. Talk to me. I want to talk to you. Yeah. Good God. Um. So yeah, if you guys have any uh questions, I think we have just a little bit of time for that. If you if you're down, buff. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. If you guys have any questions? Not sure if there'll be any. Um. Uh. If not, while you guys are thinking about those, while you guys are typing them in. Uh, just appreciate you so much for being here. If you guys do want to support the program, um, keep your money. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend is what we say around here. Just to share with people, let people know so we can have some more folks come hang out with us on Mondays and talk about shooting video games because we'd love to have some more folks in here um, chatting it up. Then we can get more guests. Then we can make more better programs. And then we can maybe get a production team that's not terrible one day. Be, be sweet. Uh and PJ in chat saying, haven't played DMZ till two days ago. Boy, oh boy, haven't had fun like that. <laughs> yeah, in a long time. Haven't slept in two days either. There you go, man. DMZ is a really good change. Um, I'm, I'm, all the people not happy with Warzone need, need, needed to really need to give that a try. Although I feel really bad when I kill like obvious new, new players. Cause at this point we're just hunting players and, it's not even fair, but yeah, <laughs> people got definitely got to give it a try. I need to stream snipe you <clears throat> like that. You can try, but I'm just saying try. I'm pretty good. All right, pretty good. all right. Um, Michael says, "Have you seen the new patch info on Siege Crash Extended, bro? About to break break the game." No, I was thinking about playing Siege tonight actually, um, and I haven't seen the latest patches, but I am. I do have Siege on the radar um, because we are having uh, the the big what's it called six invitational like the big world championship of siege is getting ready to start um in the next week or so and then they're going to talk about year eight and what they're going to do oh, they're okay. going to announce Still rainbow going. six siege two no it'd be it'd be wild if they did that just keep um, going Rainbow, yeah that'd be amazing it'd be pretty wild <laughs> but no i'll have to pass them i'll have to check out the latest patches and stuff they've been changing a lot of balancing stuff with the patches and um that's a game that's uh really hard and if you don't play it for a while and come back to it you get absolutely destroyed so you shouldn't play that game casually and that's exactly <laughs> what i do so <laughs> <There you go. laughs> i play it like a few times a month and get yeah. destroyed and then every time i'm playing it, i'm like man i wish i had time or or my youth so i could be good at this game it'd be so cool to be good at this game and then i don't play it again and then i come back and get destroyed and then it's just like a whole it's a whole vicious cycle but um, I had so much fun playing it, but but leading up to before Modern Warfare 2019 came out, I was looking for like a new game, so I I picked that up, and uh, they were having like a sale, so I was in like the protected early early lobbies and stuff, and I was just having so much fun. I loved that game. And I went back like a year or two later, and I was like, how do I put up barricades? Like, what am yeah. I what am I doing? There's just a lot wrecked. to it, man. Just got wrecked. I didn't know what I was doing. And then and it's like I'm just. <sighs> I'm never happy. So like I was playing Siege. I'm like, this is too complicated. So then I played Search and I'm like, whoa, this is really nice. This is kind of a breath of fresh air. It's like Siege, but like a lot easier and a lot less right. layers to it. And yeah. then now I'm like, man, I'm kind of bored with S and D. I want something that's more in depth and complicated. I'm going to go back and play Siege. I'm just, I'm never happy. <laughs> um, uh, PJ asked favorite operator in Siege for you crash. It's gotta be Maestro, man. I love Maestro. I even uh, made a front license plate on my truck that's of Maestro, so I have him on my truck because he's got the Epic. big, he's got the big Spartan helmet, smoking the cigar. Um, that's sick. 
yeah i really like his gadget it's it's like if you put those evil eyes in really good spots you can really mess with people and deny plants he's got nerfed quite a bit and then that all the lmg with like the 84 rounds or whatever yeah i i got plenty of ammo so i i really like i really like maestro a lot on defense attack i don't know it depends i'm pretty fluid with who i play like depending on what the team needs but huh i'm not sure it's a tough one probably i like to be toxic with jackal smell sniff those toes i like smelling feet <laughs> tracking people it's in the game buff i don't really like doing that he tracks okay people's H-O- okay sure <laughs> i'm a fuse guy myself Got those drill picks. charges man those drill charges so are you good. so you so you probably haven't played i didn't say v-picks you said v-picks um no so, okay <laughs> okay <Crash. laughs> um so you probably haven't played since uh the fuse charges can go through reinforced walls no i i i did not play after they did that that's that's awesome that was always a thing like they had to go through the soft walls yeah so even if it's reinforced at first it cuts a little thermite like hole and then it 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 puts the hockey pucks of death through the hole those things are so those are so fun to use i that was like my first operator because i just got like the year one edition or whatever and i just would be like like upside down outside of the building just like drill charge and then i'd like flip around and and come through the window and just like ak-12 everyone to death it was a blast yeah Yeah. i might play that tonight that it's such a great game uh what striking says about it being toxic is true but they they've really tried to help they've added player rep so you have reputation now if you Mm. get reported a bunch for being toxic you'll lose rep and then you start to get uh match made with other buttholes so it's like um if you if you team kill and get reported for that all the time um and they added a lot of stuff to to help with griefing um so um the friendly fire thing is a deal they also took away which is a big source of griefing friendly fire is turned off during the prep phase um, oh nice so a lot of times what would happen you know if, if you're playing smoke and you're shotgunning out a rotate hole and somebody runs in front of you and you accidentally kill them mm-hmm. and then their buddy kills you and everybody's mad and it's a whole thing. Uh, they took yeah. that out. And then now you can really only get team killed once and it keeps track of who's in your party. Perfect. So if you get team killed and somebody else tries to team kill you, they know it's retaliation and it drops your rep. So mm-hmm. they're really trying to help with that stuff. And it also monitors your chat. Um, so if you say a bunch of slurs and stuff in chat, it will just knock down your rep and then it puts, mm. puts you with toxic people. Um, there you go. And the more That's times good. you get reported, the lower your rep goes and... They're they're really trying to help with with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Good BJ. News. I don't know. I I'm gonna have to research that. So so in year like five and six, I watched so much pro league. I watched so much uh, pro uh, Rainbow Six and got super into it. Knew all the teams and stuff. I have no clue who's the favorite <laughs> uh, right now going into the going into the SI. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to research the teams and see see where some of my players went. Even if some of my favorite players are still playing and stuff. Um, but I, I, re- I was watching during the G2 Dynasty. I, I remember that. And I remember some of their, their like their epic match on Coastline against Space Station and just some of some of those crazy, crazy siege moments. I think Siege is the perfect esports game with all the depth and the strats to it and the comms. Definitely. And like it's such a great game for esports. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, cratch- it scratches that competitive itch for me too, uh, playing ranked and stuff. So. So I really like it, but yeah, I want to, I want to get into it. And then uh, we should be hearing pretty soon about what they're going to be doing with next year. They have, 
during during SI during their big invitational their world championships they have their big uh, developer video where they show what everything's coming in for the next year so we'll have to keep an eye out keep an eye out for that Metal Siege Gear two. Solid they need a Siege too we'll have to do an episode on we'll have to have a segment on Siege whenever they announce everything and then talk about how they would do a Siege too. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played Metal Gear Solid? I haven't really. I've watched them, but I haven't played them. I played a few here and there. Um, I think the last one I played was Phantom Pain. It's like very open world. I, I liked it. Um, it was, again, just like a very casual. I, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but it was it was cool. So, in, oh, man. Sorry, I'm still thinking Siege. I was wondering <laughs> if there's any... We can do sports betting in Kansas now. I wonder if there's places you can bet on <laughs> Siege matches. That'd be freaking fun that'd be pretty sick man i wonder if there's esports betting anywhere like DraftKings, but e kings i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> that'd be pretty wild um if there's any kind of sports book where you get bet on esports that'd be awesome i was gonna look and see who's a favorite to win uh si rainbow 6 2023 oh they they do have some betting odds on esports bet oh geez that sounds like a great website to give my credit card number to <laughs> <laughs> uh it sounds like on stats phase clan and ninjas in pajamas uh nip are the are the favorites followed by bds i bet shaiko is still rocking that dude is the best aimer in video games ever like just stupid like aimbot the human aimbot liquid one rogue navi Empire, Elevate, Space Station, Dong Wong, Kia, Furia, Dark Zero. Oh, man, Dark Zero is, like, way at the bottom. They were my team. Space Station's pretty low. It doesn't uh, – Face Clan uh, is actually um, Latin American, um, so they're a LATAM team. They kind of – in the SI, it's cool because they're actually – the regions generally face each other within the regions, and in this, it's re- it's everybody against everybody, so you get to see inter-regional gameplay. Oh, that's cool. And they're actually in the LATAM region. So a lot of times, you get to see really good teams from each region, and you don't know how they're going to play each other because the regions kind of play different within their own metas. Mm-hmm. So whenever you have these majors where it's worldwide competition, it, it's pretty neat to watch, especially if you're into it follow it, which I, which I quit doing. I did used to like to watch that. I do see... Um... PJ, no, not PJ. Who said it? Where did it go? Uh, yeah, PJ. So PJ also said, kind of game related. What do you guys think of The Last of Us, the first three episodes for the HBO series? I've only watched the first two. I haven't had time to sit down and watch three and four yet, but uh, I'm really liking it so far. I, I was lucky enough, you know, had the opportunity <clears throat> to obviously just play the game when it first came out back in 2013. So, uh, you know, I, I, that was still hands down the best game I've ever played story-wise. So the show, I need to, I can't really, I'm not going to speak whether it's better or worse till I finish the entire series, but so far they've been pretty, pretty true to the game, which I really appreciate. I think I'm a weirdo. So I'm not excited for Hogwarts because I've never watched or read anything Harry Potter. I have no clue about it. Oh and really? Same with Last of Us. I've never played it. I've never. I've. I have no clue on how it is, so I haven't watched any of them. I don't, I don't think you can it. get it on. I don't know if it, there's probably like a PC. Uh, I think they did part one on PC, right? Yeah. I mean, if they did, I would. I would definitely recommend it. That's a game you'll play through, and uh, it'll. It'll. You'll. It'll blow your freaking mind, man. It'll, it is so good. So good. So. 
definitely one of those ones where uh, if you've only if you're only watching the show and you haven't played the game i feel bad for you because the game was just so good it's like when you it's like when you watch a movie before reading the book and everyone you know you always hear that the book was better than the movie uh it's uh, it's just like it, if you're watching the show you don't really we'll have to see what it's like when it's over but yeah you really don't know what you've missed not playing the game so have to see what happens nice Yep, and then the other one like that that I haven't watched that everyone uh, can't believe is I never watched like Game of Thrones. So I, I don't know anything about that either. Well, Crash, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to do the show with you anymore. So good luck with you and your weird not liking good things. All right, I'll just go play Rainbow and sniff toes. It's fine. It's fine. I don't care. If that's how it's going to be. I'll do it. Uh, just game. Get in. Game spots, you know, you're not kidding. You're serious. Um, I just want to ask you both if you watched Game Spots loadout series of videos. I have not. I don't even know what that is. Do you? What is it? Game Spots loadout uh, series? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they do with the uh the armory guy. Yeah, I, I actually I think that's the one, right? Where he goes and reviews different weapons in different games. I love I love that series. If that's the one you're talking about. I've seen I some other it, ones yeah. like that. I he goes through like different games. So I mean, depending on what the game is, I usually watch it. I really like the stuff he does for like Arma. Tarkov, obviously, Battlefield, COD. I don't necessarily like watch because that's like literally what my whole content is. So um, I don't need to like rewatch somebody doing exactly what I do. Uh, but I do watch some of them here and there uh, just to get his his take on on weapons that I've already covered and things like that. I I like it. I think especially for Arma, there's like some good, cool cool weapons in Arma Three that I, I really liked seeing um, him cover. So that that's really cool. Um, man, nobody asks how much chicken and rice is one each for eat for forearms like that. Well, we should ask Crash because Crash is over there killing bears out in the wilderness with bare hands. So, <laughs> no, no, no bears. I did almost step on one this year when I was deer hunting, though. That was oh, god, he ran you away. You could have taken, yeah, he was scared, man. He ran away. I'm like, glad he was scared because I was scared too. <laughs> I think we were equal scared level, uh, when we saw each other. Um, yeah, when's your contest coming up? Um, either doing April or June, and then definitely November. So we'll see. We're getting we're getting there. Crazy but uh, you got you guys will know when I'm really close because my face will be all sunken in and I'll look like I'm almost dead. But that's a <laughs> it's fine. We can fix that in post. <laughs> there um, you go. Production team's on it. Yeah. Uh, Dinosaur rest. Can you read his question? He had a he had a good question. He had a really good uh, question. It might open a can of worms, but. I, do you guys think more tactical games like ground Bats, ready or not will start to catch more and more momentum or start to sorry guys my contacts are like all blur influence bigger budget games if so which big games do you think it would fit yeah uh yeah i would say yes for sure dinosaurs rex like ground branch ready or not um there's some other ones in there that i'm forgetting there's a, there's a handful of these smaller games that all go hand in hand um that are tactical first person shooters that are kind of in the same release window um i think that it, again it goes back to like industry change i think these indie indie titles are doing a lot of things that a lot of people want the only downside is the majority of them are only available on pc and you get a console crowd which is uh the majority of gamers are on consoles that are missing out on these titles which would console console players are eager for those types like ground branch ready or not all those games uh we want to play those i mean i'm lucky enough to have a pc and i play some of these games here and there 
but yeah the accessibility of consoles you can't beat so i would really like to see these start coming out can they influence other games they should it's just whether or not uh the triple a market's going to pay attention which um they should be paying attention i think like one example is call of duty with dmz and Tar- the tarkov similarities obviously they paid attention to what tarkov has been doing wanted to do their own take on it um and i think they've done a really good job of that so that that's i think one example of influence um but as far as going back to like what what else can it influence i think going back to uh editing your character model things like that would be also be really cool there's a lot of there's a lot of things in there i would really like to see it you can take elements and put it in like anything call of duty battlefield whatever um or just release those games on consoles and you'll see big sales numbers so i'm a huge pessimist when it comes to those games so I mean, do you, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my asshole take? Yeah, I do. Actually, I, man, I feel like people think they want those games, but they don't. But the the bottom line is, if you do want them, and there is a there is a there is an audience for them, you you should if you're interested in those, uh, you should work your way up to trying to save up and build a PC. I think there, uh, most of them are gonna stay on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, the weird thing about those types of games, I don't understand, is people get excited as shit about them, but they don't play them. Like if you, you look at a lot of YouTube channels that cover tactical games, they get hundreds of thousands of you every, every video. And then Mm -hmm. you go look up the game on steam charts and there's 500 people playing it. And I think, I think that goes to the accessibility. Maybe maybe it's the console. Yeah. I think majority of those viewers don't have PCs to play games. And especially, especially if you're like a new to PC gaming, like, when somebody says build your own PC, like, uh, that's a daunting. Right. I mean, I have a, I have a, I, have a tech background on, I have a tech background and everything. And, and when I, I mean, I didn't build my PC. I, I had to like learn what I needed and stuff like that. And I found like a good pre-built one, but uh, I would, I still given my background, it's different from like PC components for gaming. So I wouldn't trust myself to build my own PC. I'd have to tap someone on the shoulder. Who's better at like the gaming building of it to do i'll that. build you um, one i built this beast right here it's running this program <laughs> there you go, so. that's, that's why it only crashes twice a month <laughs> yeah but i i mean i do think i mean if you look at any any tarkov video or anything you see like when's this game coming to console um that's like yeah. always what i see and i think insurgency sandstorms are a really good example of bringing a good pc title over to consoles and it being pretty successful so yeah i and i I'm I'm not saying that isn't true. I'm definitely not arguing that point. But I I just think I think AAA studios are going to be very not not even AAA studios, but 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 studios that have enough of a of a budget and a team to bring a game to console, which just mm-hmm. it's just has more issue. Like it's harder. It doesn't necessarily right. have more issues. It's harder. Like they have to get a dev kit. Everything has to pass a certain way. It's got to play different. It's got to meet certain specs and standards to play. And whenever you do that, it's just harder. It takes more budget. It takes more people mm-hmm. to get a game from PC to console. It's much easier to develop for them is, is all I'm saying. And, yeah. uh, and it, it's just, all, it's probably always going to be that way. Cause I think, I think those companies other than uh, new world interactive with insurgency mm-hmm. are going to be very hesitant to bring a hardcore game because i think that is a niche community and i i don't think think it's ever going to be try it it would be cool if someone would do it yeah um tarkov console would be wild Um, (laughs) yeah it'd be pretty it would it would melt everybody's console but i think it would um, sell very well but how would it it play is another (laughs) yeah but i i'm not 
I'm I'm not saying that, dude. I totally get. I had to save up for a really long time to get to get my first PC. It's expensive. I'm I'm not going down the PC versus console thing at all. I see mm-hmm. consoles are awesome. You plug them in, you turn them on, you play video games. Like yeah. I've I've built my PC and it, and I enjoy that stuff and I've upgraded it and that's really fun to me. But it's come with problems like driver problems, components not working. Like there's a lot more to it. It would be nice sometimes just to plug son of a bitch in and play video games. It works. So like I I'm not saying they both have their plus sides, but I'm just saying as from from a developer standpoint with these independent studios, a lot of them don't have the means to get a game to console. So if if mm-hmm. you are a tactical first person shooter purist, if you love that it's going to be worth it for you to try to work and save up and, and to get a PC. And honestly, like the lower end PCs now, um, and, the, and like the middle range PCs, like a lot of people are running games just fine on. It's almost cheaper to get pre-built at this point. Um, the way uh, parts and stuff are. My my folks were just looking at getting a computer for, for their business and I was helping them find one and I was going to build them one. And, and honestly, for what they needed, I couldn't build one for as cheap as you can find it, like some stores mm-hmm. like Costco and stuff like that. So right yeah exactly yeah i got mine off i got mine uh through uh best buy it was a, but i bought it strictly for streaming and it still still plays most things decently so so yep i'm hoping and that and that's why we're, we're rooting for games like tarkov right um to be successful and see those games because i feel like uh triple a studios and larger studios aren't going to make that push until they mm-hmm. see it work right it's kind of like how it was with battle royales right like they saw mm-hmm. PUBG and then everybody had to do it. So if Tarkov continues yeah. to do really well and people can widely adapt these these tactical mechanics and get into them, which I'm all for. I enjoy them very much. Like I, I enjoy playing Siege. You could argue the tacticalness of that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy Tarkov. Um, I like playing a wide variety of shooters. That's why I really enjoy this podcast because we're able to talk about all kinds of different ones. So so I, I really I really enjoy that. Um, and, and Ready or Not is, is super, super cool. Um, but it's just not something that i can play forever right yeah i hear that so and i I think that's why there there's a lot of trepidation there uh from larger studios to bring (laughs) something like that to console but if if tarkov continues to keep doing it somebody's gonna try i feel like and that that was originally your question like to see the success of those games and i i think it is a a possibility for one or two of them to break through but right now i i don't know what it would be and i'm I'm a little I think I think Tarkov and DMZ is is currently like the only or the best example, I guess. But well yeah, I, I agree. I think we'll see it come through in other areas too. Yep. But ready or not, a lot of those are interesting because they're really fun to play like a few times, but they just don't have that staying power for me. Like ready or not, like playing through <laughs> uh playing through a mission or two. Mm-hmm. And then I, I play through them a couple times and then I'm like, okay. Like I did it. I, well, I think that's that's where like the that's where the modding community comes in because like you know like I've said a million times like Sandstorm ISMC MPC the amount of weapons they put in there is epic and it's like five to six times what you get in the base games and with Ready or Not also you get you know the, there's mods out there to reskin your whole squad and reskin weapons as like Spetsnaz Alpha Gru you know Ukrainian SSO whatever Navy Seals. And that's, I think, where you get the replay value. Um, so that's what I love about it. And I think that's another thing, like, these other, like, to your question, AAA Studios or whoever can take, like, okay, well, what's the modding community doing for this game? Uh, and what's the interest in that? And, like, oh, that's a cool thing. Maybe we could do something like that. So there's a lot of things to pull from. Um, 
but I think that's that's my favorite part about those games is to see the modding community come up with these awesome, intricate, like really cool things that that they put in the game. So that's just not unfortunately not something you're really going to get on console anytime soon, but um, definitely something that could be adapted. agree all right guys is that a show i think so cool man well that was, that was fun uh sorry we'll have to get we'll have to see if we can get blue on next week to hang out and talk about video uh, games r.i.p um, his internet i guess <laughs> yeah shout out spectrum get it together um, <laughs> they all they always do it <laughs> sounds like it i hear i hear that name tossed around in not a favorable favorable fashion quite a bit i feel like but. that's who i have i mean they've, they've actually been like pretty good for me um historically but yeah like sometimes there's some crazy outages at just like the worst times <laughs> yep. all right well we'll see uh keep us posted because again i am going to have a child any day now so uh we'll see if that affects any of the shows we try to Live have a stream show. from the hospital or yeah we'll try, we... i don't know you did it that one time from the hotel which was pretty sweet i, did. I, don't, I, did. I don't know i don't know how we pull that off but um <laughs> so yeah we'll have to see but anyway guys um we'll keep keep you updated we're still i still don't see us having to cancel an episode we might have to move it a day or two uh one way or the other depending on how that goes down so i I really want to continue to try to at least get one episode a week moving forward i'm not ready to give up yet um (laughs) still still enjoy making these um and uh enjoy hanging out with you all so guys thank you so much we'll uh keep our eye on the pulse of first person shooter news throughout the week and see what we have to talk about next monday and i really hope to see you guys there Thanks for hanging out, everyone.